You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. All right, well, welcome to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. My name is Tiffany Havaducci. I am your host for today, and I am sitting here with Ryan Leighton and Greg Poor, and we have a lot to talk about because we've been working through the book of James in a series called Real Faith. And so this week, we're going to talk about James 3, 13 through 18, having a heart for true community. So uh, first, let's just start off with maybe reading the passage. That way, the listeners have a little bit of context for our conversation. You want to do the honors, Ryan? All right, here we go. This is James 3. 13 through 18, who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good works, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is is sown in peace by those who make peace. All right. Fantastic. So let's start with this. If there was one thing that you hope that people take away from your message, like one main idea, what would that be? Uh, I mean, you know, the passage obviously is all about wisdom. So, I mean, I think that the main idea is, uh, to get wisdom from God, from above. And when you do, then it's going to flesh itself out in all of these ways that is uh, not only beneficial for your heart, but even beneficial relationally within the community that God has put you in, mm-hmm. namely the church. Nice. I like it. Seems important. Our church has community in the title, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Must be a big deal. Yeah, I think the same thing is like the wisdom and community, wisdom and relationships are intimately connected you know mm-hmm. you can't be wise and be selfish mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's obviously like the positive yeah. stating of that main point james so typically as he does he has all the negative parts mm-hmm. of that and so you know we can get into all that but it's you know not just choose the wisdom from above but avoid all of the the other kinds of of wisdom of this world that then leads to uh you know bitter, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition which then plays itself out in disorder and every vile practice and all those other things so that's yeah. the more negatively stated <laughs> part of that main point well you know the other thing you can't really is like james couches everything and this shows up in what you do mm-hmm. you know wisdom is about how many books you read or how much you know or you have it's like what do they do what happens because of what you do? Mm-hmm. That's what shows whether someone is wise or not. Mm-hmm. And so, Nice. I like it. Okay, so if we looked at this um, from the viewpoint of biblical theology, so the overarching story that the Bible tells, how does this passage fit in that? Or were there any themes that you saw that sort of you'd like to highlight about that redemption story? Greg, what you got? You... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that... Uh, the thing that makes this text a little bit challenging is that it is so um, entrenched in the the theology of wisdom mm-hmm. and righteousness and how those two things work together. And so to really appreciate what James is saying, you really have to understand the proverbial, mm-hmm. the Psalms, the, the Old Testament, um, what it means to be wise and righteous in the Old Testament. And so... And it has everything to do with community. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of my favorite teachers about all this stuff, Bruce Walkie, 
kind of says something like this, that uh, to be righteous is to be willing to um, disadvantage oneself for the sake of advantaging the community. Mm -hmm. So if you think about what James is saying here, it's like, that's the two opposites. One guy is all about me and the other one is all about the community. And so, um, but to really drill down into all of that, you know, it's, it's, would take a long time, <laughs> but it's profound. Right. Um, so, oh, and I guess the other thing I'd add to that is uh, if you, once you appreciate that, then you, you read through really the whole New Testament mm -hmm. about how we relate to one another. And all of this really is teaching us about what it looks like to be wise and righteous. Mm -hmm. It's the way we treat each other. It's how it comes out. So Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, there's such a, a rich history and tradition around wisdom within the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, you know, if anyone wants to do a little bit more of a, of a, of a deeper dive, but it's not, it's not so challenging, is to go watch some of the videos um, from uh, the Bible Project yes. uh, or listen to their podcast around mm -hmm. the wisdom literature, uh, namely around Proverbs, because it just gives you a really good, helpful background to how maybe James was already thinking about wisdom and how his readers were since they were growing up within this just Jewish wisdom tradition. This is how they thought about wisdom, that they understood wisdom, the uh, the chokmah of, of God as being part of, it was an attribute of God that God used in the making of the universe. And so they, they describe it as this thread that's woven throughout the universe. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we live wisely, we're, we're in a sense tapping into this hokma of God that then starts to play itself out in all of these these positive good things. I mean, that's what that's what Proverbs is about. It's it's how do you live the good life? Well, mm -hmm. it's you're, you're tapping into the wisdom of God, not as these promises that if I do this, God's going to do this. But these are like the general truisms we often will talk about Proverbs that. Uh, that are, that are generally true, that when you live this way in accordance to what God says, uh, you know, generally speaking, it's going to go well for you. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of this, the, the biblical theology, this mm -hmm. arc of how God has created the world with wisdom throughout, and he's called his people to, to tap into that wisdom. And mm -hmm. so often we, uh, as, as humans, have strayed from that, and ultimately God redeems us in Christ which when you get to 1 Corinthians one twenty, I think this is just fascinating. He says that, and because of him, he's talking to talking about God, the Father, because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that is written, I let no one, I let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Mm. So he refers to Jesus as uh, the one who became to us wisdom from God. Um, you know, and then it has it play, plays itself out that when we are in Christ, that all of these other communal positive things happen. Mm -hmm. That when we were living into uh, this wisdom from God as as faith in Jesus, it it uh, yeah, it tends to go better for us mm -hmm. than we when when he, uh, than when we live our own way, seeking yeah. our own kind of false wisdom. So yeah, no, that's that's super good. That's really profound too, right? So then once we um, through the Holy Spirit have access to this. This wisdom, what's the word, the fancy word? Hokma. Hokma. Yeah, that's the, the phlegm one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the, it sort of results in what James is talking about, right? This this healthy community. Yeah. Living. So, same thing Paul says in Philippians 2. It's like, <clears throat> look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. You know, mm -hmm. But it says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
this is where it comes from. That's the source. That's the only way you're going to have that right. worldview is if you're in Christ. And so, you know, the other thing about wisdom, can we keep talking about this? Of course. Are we supposed Come to move on. on? Yeah. Let's go. The other thing about wisdom that I appreciate, in the, again, from the Old Testament perspective, is that the wise person uh, lives with the perspective that there's life beyond this life. Yes. That God is going to do what God says he's going to do. That he's going to bring about his redemption that he's going to make all things new. He, he's going to fix what he says he's going to fix. He's going to redeem his people, all those things. And so when today is going down the toilet, uh, I still believe God. And I'm going to obey God. And I'm going to do what he calls me to do because I know that ultimately he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And so if I, if I let go of that, if I think, if I become a secular person, if, all is, if it's all about now and now is all that matters, then... Then, and I separate myself from that perspective, then it's like, then, the, you know, all bets are off. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to fix right now, including mm-hmm. rejecting God in his ways. Mm-hmm. And so wisdom is really rooted in this trust that God is going to redeem things in, in Christ that we know now in Christ. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just interesting to think about how, how much of, I'll speak for myself, my <laughs> life, I, I don't, necessarily have that I let go of that perspective you know mm-hmm. you you want what you want in the moment mm-hmm. and at least a lot of not so positive things <laughs> <laughs> yeah it proves true right <laughs> all, true. all the stuff in that book awesome okay so let's think about this through the perspective of systematic theology now so rather than sort of zooming out and seeing a big picture let's think about maybe some specific doctrines or um yeah anything that that you know sort of stood out to you from this text about a, a specific thing in the Bible. So whenever we think about biblical theology, we look at the storyline, right? Whenever we think about systematic theology, we sort of take a microscope to the, to the text and say, what does the Bible say about this one thing? So were there any doctrines that stood out in this, this passage that you want to talk about? I mean, I think there's definitely a, a lot about the church, what unifies us in mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, a lot of the descriptions of the wisdom that comes down from above, it has these uh, communal implications, uh, not just these personal things between us and God, but actually this is how this uh, affects the breakdown of community mm-hmm. or the building up of community. Um, and so why that's important? Well, uh, because in Christ, we have been brought into this family. And so that's what this church is. It's a community of brothers and sisters in Christ that uh, the unity of that church is uh, is hugely important uh, for a follower of Jesus. This isn't just you and God. It is us together in God through Christ. And so, um, yeah, there's definitely a whole lot about doctrines of the church in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, only, I just think how, how all of that applies to what it means to be righteous. Mm-hmm. You know, we think we're, we're made righteous uh, in Christ. So the Bible teaches us all about that. But also... We live as righteous people in a way I think we tend to underappreciate about that, about righteousness, is that it plays out in community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all about it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's a really, that's a really good point. I think it's easy to sort of take your, your um, faith as your personal relationship with God and sort of leave it there. But, but community is where a lot of this sanctification gets worked out. So yeah. and I'd also like just that. add some of what we've already talked about as far as, you know, if you were to read a systematic theology book, it often starts with, uh, with God, you know, mm-hmm. before it gets into man and, and salvation. Uh, and so even just to think about, you know, wisdom 
he refers to wisdom as coming from above. And so it is something that is outside of us. It comes from above, not just something that we sort of search inwardly of our own heart. Oh, good point. Um, yeah. But it is uh, an attribute of God himself that, again, that is we're trying to tap into and uh, bring into our life and, and live with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. I always like the way Paul Tripp talks about that. He's, he says that we are created to be revelation receivers. Oh, okay. That we are set uh-huh. in a creation that we can't begin to interpret rightly unless God, you mm-hmm. know, reveals his ways and his purpose and his means to us. And so I always think about it, it's like, you know, I'm a revelation receiver. So where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. Is it coming from God or somewhere else? Yeah, that, that is a good point because I think we are told often to kind of look within ourselves Live your truth, right? As if yep. it's subjective good. Okay, so now thinking about um, as you were writing this this message, you only have so much time that you can deliver it. And like you said, we could talk about wisdom all day. We could talk about any of this stuff all day. So was there anything that you kind of, you know, if you had more time, you would probably talk about a little bit more or maybe something you had to cut that you're not going to be able to say that you you wish you could? I mean, I haven't, I haven't cut it down as much as I probably need to, uh, but some of just the Old Testament understanding of, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, once you start going down that rabbit hole in your study, you just feel like everyone has to know this because this is, this is awesome. I mean, yes. James is talking about wisdom and people who are reading it know about some of this wisdom. You know, you need to talk about how the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord and how is, you know, mm-hmm. reverence and before God and submitting yourself to him. And how does that connect to wisdom? And like, okay, you know, we got to probably not go as deep into that. So, um, like I said, I mean, I'd go back and just, you know, listen to or watch some of the Bible Project stuff on it just because it's little short five, eight-minute videos mm-hmm. that just tell you more about, um, yeah, about how they understood Proverbs and, and wisdom as a whole. But, yeah, that's some stuff I've, I have to cut or I, I've already cut and probably still need to cut some more. Yeah. <laughs> you need to trim it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have the same problem with this all the time. My, what, what I want to do is I would like to stand up there and say, okay, you know, we're going to start like in Romans and we're going to go through every book of the New Testament. And let me show you mm-hmm. how many times this is in here, mm-hmm. you know. And so, uh, you know, James being one of the, the first probably books written in the mm-hmm. New Testament, I think I think uh, it influenced a lot of the rest of the New Testament. And But certainly just all the things, it's like, look, Jesus says this and Paul says that and Jesus says that. And it's like, this isn't new. Mm-hmm. You know, James isn't out there doing, you know, making stuff up. I mean, this is, this is rudimentary to the whole New Testament. So you just want to, the temptation is you just want to go show people how many times it's in here and then you just can't do that. Yeah. You want to follow the rabbit trail and take them with you. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, and we're just talking about like the Jewish understanding of wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're also living within a context with all this Greek understanding mm. of, of wisdom as well. And yes. you know, James is primarily writing to these Jewish Christians. Um, and so that's probably more of their context is the Jewish traditions and all that. But I mean, they're, they're, they're in a culture where wisdom is highly prized and certainly does not result in the meekness of wisdom. And so mm-hmm. that's something that I don't talk about in the message as much, but the idea of wisdom resulting in a meekness in your disposition is like, no way. I mean, that's yes. weakness. Meekness uh-huh. is weakness. Well, and I, so um, to be able to talk about it, like, no, that's that's actually w- the, the biblical understanding of, of wisdom is it yes. results in a meekness. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other tension and all that is the taking the time that you really want to do to connect it to their context. Again, mm-hmm. 
So these people are being influenced by all these smart people, these mm -hmm. teachers, these influencers and philosophers and all that, and how different that is from what's supposed to look like in the church. But then I, you also want to think, look, the, have you guys been looking around lately? This is us. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most remarkable things about the book of James to me is how relevant it is to us, how much our world and our situation looks like the people he's talking to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have people that we have so many sources of influence mm -hmm. and uh, and we seek them all. And so are they wise? What You know, and so you could just you just want to spend a whole bunch of time mm -hmm. pointing yeah. that out. Yeah. I'm going to add some of that back in, actually. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's actually, we're, we're not it's cutting. Why, we're putting stuff I really in. think it's why he starts this section with not many of you should, you know, become yeah. teachers mm -hmm. because he's he's speaking to If that's what you think it looks like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah. We have a whole group of people called influencers now, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's we have exactly a whole culture <laughs> premised on people doing exactly what he's like. So he's like, okay, that's fine. Look at what they do and what it mm -hmm. produces. Mm -hmm. Is it wise? Is it righteous? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that is so good. And I do think it's a good idea to check out some of those Bible project videos. They have, I mean, even just how to how to read wisdom literature because this is sort of New Testament wisdom literature almost as a genre. So um, that's fantastic. Okay, so now practically, uh, what would you hope for your your listeners to leave with? Like, how do we live this out? What does this look like practically? Because this is all about community. So, so how do we sort of harness this chokmah yeah. uh, in community? Man, I, I just think, uh, I would hope that people would leave challenged to reflect on uh, how their behavior, how what I do, James was all about what I do, mm -hmm. how what I do affects the people around me. Mm -hmm. Do I care about, you know, is it all about me or do I, will I disadvantage myself for the sake of my community, my family, my church, the mm -hmm. people I work with? And will I let that drill down uh, that I might live righteously? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, all of James is always driving towards the practical. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, I think just to examine your own heart and where where are you living? You know, he he he's it's like he's going through a diagnostic, right? So you can mm -hmm. say you can tell what kind of wisdom you have or where the, the source of your wisdom based on the outcomes of your life. And so as you go through and you look like is it is it disorder in every vile practice or is it pure, peaceable, gentle, and you know, list all those things out. Um, and I don't think anybody can look at verse. 17, where he's listing out all of the, um, the the positive things that come from wisdom from above, from God, and says, yeah, so I'm, I'm hitting home run on all those things. Mm -hmm. So I think the practical questions that we ask on this is, where is this not showing up in my life? Um, and, you know, to Greg's point, a lot of these are communal type of uh, descriptions, so the Old Testament, as Greg said earlier, the Old Testament idea of wisdom, especially in the Proverbs, it is it has a as a long term focus rather than a short term focus because a, a foolish person wants something now versus the wise person wants something in the future, um, and the wise person is also looking towards the needs of others and not towards the self. So um, I think that those are that's wrapped up in with within these descriptions. Am I am I self centered? 
focusing on now, or am I other-centered, focusing on the later, the big picture of what God has for me and for my community? Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell you, there's there's no one who can really examine their own hearts in light of this and not come out, you know, a little <laughs> bit beaten up and realize, wow, there's some stuff I need to grow mm-hmm. in and repent of. Mm-hmm. It wasn't free. I cut it. Because <laughs> it's like righteousness has two enemies, mm. me and now. Mm. You Put sure you want to cut that? Put, Put it back, that back in. in. <laughs> right, come on. So, oh, that's well, so good. The problem is, James already says it. So I'm like, I think, we, I, think I already said that. <laughs> so I don't need to say it again because he says it. But it's true. Yeah. The two enemies of righteousness are me and now. So. Yeah. Well, that's what this podcast is for. We get to say it now. There it is. Back in mind, Greg. It's out there. If you're not going to, I will. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that is so cool, so helpful. Okay, so now, what about personally? Was there any verses or ideas that that sort of stuck out to you as you were studying for this that convicted you personally that you you kind of want to live differently because of? Uh, I mean, like I said, very generally, yes, this, this is always really convicting to think about this. More specifically, I would say that um, I've just been giving more thought to we're, we're, uh, my, the process of me discerning the everyday decisions that you mm-hmm. have to make in life. Um, how much of those things do I just lean on my own just thought process in that, or even just getting input from other people and... Um, you know, is there is there a heart that wants to know what God says about, you know, the everyday things? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, that probably some stuff I end up cutting as well. But like very practically, we we make a lot of decisions. Someone's trying to decide: should I take this job? Should mm-hmm. I move to this place? Should I, you know, go to college? You know, which college should I go to? All all those things. Uh, what, what's the best, you know, way to save for retirement or my kids' education? Right. These these are all longer term wise things to think about. And, um, you know, you can get input from wise sources and good sources that are out there, which is good. We ought to do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, but is there something within our heart that also sees this true wisdom coming from God? And are we truly trying to seek that out? Mm -hmm. And, um, there, there is a little bit of this mystery of like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God, how should I save for my retirement or should I take this job or not? And how do I know if he's saying Mm -hmm. yes to this or no to that? And that's, that's the challenging part of discernment and walking with the spirit and being in community with other people. But, um, I don't know. I just think personally, I, I probably lean too much on this assumption that, oh, the spirit is working within this decision-making process for me. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I can, I'm just sort of naturally tapping into the wisdom of God without actually verbalizing a prayer, you know, without mm-hmm. actually like trying to seek out the wisdom from God, but just thinking, you know, th- this makes good sense to me, right? It makes good, wise sense. It's other-centered. It's long-term focus. And yeah, I think this is probably the, the right mm-hmm. call um, instead of having a, a, a clearer sense from the spirit that, this is where God is leading me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it just helped me to rethink a little bit of my, of my process and where, mm-hmm. where do I lean. Yeah, that's good. Dude, that me is too. good because, too. <laughs> you know, so many, so much of what we do, there, it's not absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard work to drill down into your own soul and trying to figure out, am I being selfish? What part of me is being selfish? You know, because I'm usually not 100% selfish, maybe only 65%, <laughs> you know, and so... But it takes work and it takes input from wise people and it takes 
really looking in the scriptures and, and asking God in prayer. It's like, you know, what's motivating this behavior? And it's just, it just takes time and effort. And, and then again, I think it relates to why we have to do these things in community because mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's true. I think even sometimes in, in my marriage or in my small groups, you know, you have blind spots. And so you're oh, the people that you're, you do life with can, <laughs> can yeah. help you see those. Oh, listen, so, you, yeah. I always, you stand up to preach a sermon. I'm always like, Lord, <laughs> oh, I'm, you know. This I'm, week of all weeks, you want me to preach well, on this? Well, like, like, I'm talking to these people about this. And you know how fouled up I am. I know, like, why am I standing here? You know, it's like, so people need to know. I mean, we, I've preached to myself all the time. I'm like, oh, I get what it's like to have, to mess all this up. So I read James like, dude, selfish, you know? Yes. I mean, and so, um. It is always just so convicting, and um, I think, again, I just think the willingness to ask the question, it's like, am I being selfish? Mm. Do I care about how this is going to impact, you know, what happens to Kay or what happens mm. to my small group or what happens to the, you know, or do I just want to, like, speed through it so I don't have to think about all that? So there's all, it's all, it's, it's just a humbling thing to do. Yes. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Anything else that you guys want to want to mention about this uh, this section before we go? Anything that you you cut out? Now's your chance. <laughs> I need to go finish writing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I probably just would end our discussion by going back to James at the very beginning, uh, in James one, he just says, "If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him." And mm -hmm. so, God freely and generously offers us wisdom when we seek him. And so uh, that ought to just be the pursuit of our life is to seek the wisdom from God through prayer. Mm -hmm. What a perfect way to end. You, all this wisdom we wish we had, we can ask for it. And he's a generous giver. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Thanks so much for joining us today.